Well, this is a good part. By stopping here for a quick bite at the Honker Burger. You know, being this proud of Bluffington can really work up an appetite. Hungry? You bet I am. What? Oh. There it is, the Honker Burger. Go that way on Vine and turn right on Lucky Duck Lane. You'll see it on the right. You can't miss it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mr. Dink. Sounds like the perfect place. On the Lord Hut, here we Nick. On the Lord Hut, here we Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Ticky Low, while living number one Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Cool, man. Well, I see you two have met. Patricia Mayonnaise, meet my new buddy, Doug. <laughs> I got this bump. Love it. Bup. Uh, B-U-P, the man himself. Uh, and here we are in episode number 225. This is our versus grab bag. Yeah. What we're going to do here, folks, is we've got five listener submitted ideas for verses. And uh, instead of like, you know, we usually we'll do like are you, two Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes and we'll do five different rounds and we'll go the whole time on those two episodes. This time around, we got five separate topics. Each round, uh, our, our, our guest and our judge here today, Bup, will listen. He will decide. He can ask questions. But um, on those five separate topics, eventually he'll have to pick a winner. Um We've never quite yeah. done it like this, but I think it's exciting because there's a couple topics we're going to be talking about today that have come up, I think, as things to do, but we could never quite figure out, like, um, like how to do an entire one on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, totally. Also, the ones that we ended up going with, I think, are, like, some of the close, maybe the closest things that we've talked about so far in terms of, like, I could possibly go either way yes yes absolutely um yeah yeah i think uh i think most of them i could go either way there's i think two here where i felt like kind of strongly um i won't divulge which ones they are but yeah there are a couple where it's the choice is pretty clear for me however i am judging this specifically on the merits of your guys's uh, your arguments and everything, and I will I promise <laughs> to remain impartial throughout throughout the entire thing. I, yeah, yeah. So we'll reveal who's arguing for what in a second here. But before we started recording, I told Andrew, I'm like, you know what? Like, Bup has been on a lot of our Rocco's Modern Life episodes. This could go very poorly for me because uh, <laughs> there's there's a, two categories here where Rocco is front and center, but. Um, Andrew, do you actually want to go over what our five grab bag versus categories are? And then I can kind of shout out um, where which person gave us the idea. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to be talking pork chop versus spunky. Absolutely. That was submitted by our friend Brett Wilson. Nice. Cool. Uh, choke, choky chicken versus the honker burger. <laughs> Chokey Chicken versus Honker Burger was submitted by Karuna Mata 08, a longtime friend of the pod. Yeah. Uh, Michael versus Pinsky. <laughs> this is the one 
this is the one. I mean, people have been asking, people have been asking for this one for years. Oh boy. And, um, I, we both wanted to do it, but to me, it just never like made sense as five categories. Yeah. Um, I was trying to come up with a way, but this just seemed to make more sense. Yeah. This was, this was submitted by several people when we asked, uh, including Brett sweatshirt, Dabo and Ethan, uh, all yes. submitted for Michael versus Pinsky. So we appreciate yeah. that. Um, we're going to do Michael Malley versus Mo. <laughs> the, the, the guts were matching up people within the same show. Guts Mike versus Mo. This was yeah. submitted by Elise Lorraine. Elise. Love it. Um, also uh, Betty Ann versus Gary stories. Oh my God. This, this is the one I'm so excited for. Uh, this was, wow. this was, this was submitted by Jay Cavino three. So thank you, Jay Cavino. <laughs> Gary versus Betty Ann should be a fun one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and that's all five, right? Yeah. Uh, Bup, how are you feeling when um, we sent you the categories? I was really excited. I think this is a great idea. I like how like there there's some things that kind of connect them, but not really. <laughs> they are all kind of seemingly random, um, but I think it's a great little you know smorgasbord. Um, I as I mentioned before when we were talking about it, I uh, the only one that I needed a little bit of brush up on was Michael versus Pinsky, only because. Um, by the time that I was, you know, primed watching Nickelodeon, I think Salute Your Shorts was pretty well past done at that point, And it was just reruns. And um, I did remember both characters and everything, but I hadn't watched an actual episode since I was since I was a kid. And so I went ahead and started rewatching those just to get an idea and everything. And I mentioned before that show really does hold up like surprisingly well. Like I thought in terms of live action, like in terms of just the acting and the writing, I thought Pete and Pete would kind of stood alone there, but that salute your shorts is really well done. It really is. Like I, I really, yeah. uh, I, I laughed out loud a lot. And it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. So, yeah. There's agree. a lot of sneaky, good jokes. Uh, yeah. Salute your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plus it yeah, looks I, great. I, I, the music's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, a lot of super sexist stuff, if I'm being honest, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> it's a product of its time. So um, Yeah, we talked I think we we got we we delved into that a little bit when we did um our season one uh recap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's some yeah, there's some like kind of mean uh maybe not appropriate stuff by today's standards, but yeah. um yeah. Yeah. Um we should mention, and we're not going to get too much into it right now, but of course, uh, this week we found out about the passing of uh, Kirk Bailey, um, oh, who, of course, played Ugly on uh, Salute Your Shorts, one of our favorites. Right, Andrew? Yeah, man. He's just, great. Oh. Yeah. What, uh, I don't even know. What to say. Just such a shame. Man. Yeah. Um, we are going to do, you know, we we usually save next episode um, for the end of the show, but Andrew, should we just say now, uh, what, what sure. are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we're going to talk the man who would be Ugg in honor Aww. of Kirk Bailey. Yeah. Uh, also known as counselor Budnick, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the alternate name. I feel is <laughs> not nearly as good. I mean, come on. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess we could talk about it more, but we, yeah, you, you had brought up that maybe we should just do a Ugg heavy episode. This way we could really flesh it out, talk about what yeah. we loved about his performance, which really, I mean, we've, I think since, you know, episode four of this podcast, when we did the treasure of Sarah Madre, <laughs> we've just kind of fawned over um, 
his performance and you know yeah. Uh, ever since that moment where he's cutting the grass in the baseball field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just what a terrific performer. And, um, you know, we're so bummed. And uh, we yeah. hope to uh, pay a little tribute next week, uh, next episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He just, if I, can I jump in just for a sec? I'm sorry. Of course. Sure. Of course. Just with Og, he just, he has that quality that a lot of comedic actors, especially in kids shows that they don't have, where he's not afraid to humiliate himself at all. And you have to have that if you really want to pull it off and really want to be funny. And he just has that in spades. He really does. He's just, he immediately when he comes into a scene, just attention is on him. Just you're waiting to see what he's going to do or what he's going to say. And I just, uh, I I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's got, he's got this thing going where he's like, almost like, you know, figuratively like licking his lips. Right. Uh, like, like he, like every time he walks into the scene, like you can tell he thinks he's the head honcho and like, he's about to like rock everyone's world. And he's just right. always on the wrong side of it. Um, it's, it's such great writing, but uh, yep. obviously like without him, it, it doesn't work. So. Right. Yeah. Um, just yeah. Man, uh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. Um, so there is a salute your shorts category here. I don't know if we want to start with that. Um, but we'll actually let you pick the order here. I don't think it matters to us. Oh, um, really? Oh, that's no, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. We can go, you go however, however you want. Um, <laughs> are you guys ready for some verses? <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, yes. <laughs> Right, but where should we start? You know what? Uh, let's let's do your suggestion. I think that does sound good, especially since we're on the topic. Let's start with Michael versus Pinsky. Michael versus Pinsky, folks. Uh, <laughs> you you know what's so funny? This is like the this is I think what a lot of people have been. I don't even want to say waiting for because I don't want to like inflate <laughs> how I'm, this is not yeah. an important show, um, but. Um, people been waiting for it and it, I, I told Andrew like as I was signing on I started looking at like what I had had prepared and then I like I'm so ill prepared for this category <laughs> um, I, so I apologize I will be defending Ronnie Pinsky yeah yeah and I've got Michael of course you um, know his last name oh my god I... <laughs> Michael oh boy I'm ashamed because oh, no. I was just watching this and I don't even oh. remember. <laughs> well, there it is, folks. Pinsky wins. Should we move? <laughs> well, Pinsky's easier because you're calling him by his last name. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. His, his, I, his, honestly, I'm, I don't think I can come up with it. He, it's I've been waiting um, for this longer than I've been waiting for the finale of Breaking Bad. <laughs> this is uh, his. His name is Michael Stein. Ah, of course. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All you, right. All right. baby. I thought maybe I was, as, as Zeke would say, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought maybe I was gonna like have never heard it before or something. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Once it, I, I actually looked at, I had to look it up today because I'm like, man, Ronnie Pinsky, that name just rocks. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, wait, I don't think I know Michael's last name. But then when I looked it up, I was like, oh yeah, they they definitely use it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, Andrew, do you want to start? Uh sure. Well, um. You know, uh, Pinsky's name is the most he's got going for him, I think. Uh, <laughs> Lies. <laughs> well, you're, you're about to hear. Um, okay, okay. But, 
Uh, Michael is, of course, the main camper. Well, not main camper, but he arrives at the beginning of season one and he's there throughout the season as kind of like the every kid. Um, the essential, in my mind, character to this show in particular. Um, he, uh, I, I feel like his character is done in such a way that we're like kind of experiencing the camp through him through a lot of this season and like through his experiences um especially like getting bullied and stuff like it just feels like he's the one we see him both down and up throughout the season i think but i think he's really relatable um when he's getting the brunt of whatever problem is happening um I think uh, he's just like the perfect foil in my mind for Budnick because he is like, he's not a uh, bully himself, but he does get bullied by Budnick. And so again, we kind of like get to experience that Budnick bullying through him, but he feels really real, I think, partially because of that. Hi, I'm Michael Stein. Where are you from? I'm from Springfield. Who's your favorite band? I like Bon Jovi. Where do you shop? I shop wherever my mom makes me. Um, whereas, uh, you know, I won't go too deep, but whereas Pinsky, like, um, I just feel like is a little bit too close to Budnick almost. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, I as I was thinking about this category, I was like, I realized... If you took Michael out of that first season, you would really feel the loss of it. Um, I think he's like essential to those episodes and the feel of the show during that season, during its beginnings. But, you know, during, again, during that season, like, you don't, you're not wanting for anything. So it's not like when Pinsky comes around, I don't think it feels like, ah, the show finally got something that it's been missing. It felt more like, we're, and they do an admirable job of like replacing Michael, but I still don't think it's quite that same, uh, that same relatable character. So I think in that sense, Michael is like just a little bit more essential to the show. Do you like vanilla ice cream? Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't. Uh, well, well. So here's the thing: <laughs> vanilla ice cream has its place. Like it's it's fine. Uh, I think you know, arguably th- essential. Yeah. So like, it's a base, right? Like it it could be sure. a base. To me, like Michael is vanilla in all the wrong ways of like oh, the least interesting part. Like <laughs> you know, Budnick is your sprinkles. Donkey Lips is your whipped cream. Uh, Telly is your cherries. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. you know, Dina's your bananas. Um, you have, you know, all this amazing stuff that really makes it taste good. And then, like, if you get rid of it, like, you just got this vanilla nothing burger character. Uh, <laughs> okay, but nobody's eating a bowl of toppings. You know, you could eat, you might eat a bowl of vanilla vanilla ice cream by itself. You could. Yeah. And you'd be sad. Because, <laughs> like, because then, like, after you finished your vanilla ice cream, you hear, like, season two is, like, here comes the freaking chocolate <laughs> dynamo <laughs> salami. 
<laughs> king of uh, the world. Uh, you know, sure. this is all to me all about identity. So like Ronnie Pinsky, uh, you know, first off, great character name wins there. Yes, I'll uh, give you. I'll give you that. <laughs> I actually, I actually looked up to see if there was any Pinsky salami gear online, yeah. and there is a, a ton of stuff on um, Redbubble and T Public. Mm. Um, they look like the same designer, maybe. The one I really love, if you know anybody who has a, like an infant baby out there, there's a onesie Pinsky salami. Uh, it says uh, Pinsky Italian dry salami. Um, love it. Anyway, um, that's obviously major points for him. Um, I think, you know, he is, he's like Michael on steroids. Like he can, he's actually capable of being funny and charming um, he is kind of your every guy, except like he doesn't really let anybody run over him. Like he's not impressed by Budnick. He can kind of go toe to toe with Budnick um, without being a jerk. Like he's still kind of just in the middle. He's just unfazed. And like to me, that's a much more interesting dynamic of like um, this kid who is kind of like, I want to be his friend. I don't want to be Michael's friend. Nobody wants to be Michael's friend. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> what? Nice. <laughs> um, you know, but I want to be Pinsky's friend. Like, I know I'm going to have a good time. Oh, I know goodness. this guy's got things handled. Let me talk to you. Hi, I'm Ronnie Pinsky. Hi, I'm Sponge. Donkey Lip. Welcome to camp. You must be the new kid. With that arm, new and improved. I'm Dina Alexander of New York Alexanders. Well, you must already know who I am. Hold on a minute. I think we have a very serious problem in our bunk. You know what? You are absolutely right. I forgot to bring mustard. Um, and you can really throw Pinsky any kind of storyline. Like, I feel like Michael's storylines are oh, like a little, what? like for him, one note. But Pinsky can be a journalist, <laughs> right? He can be like athletic. He can be, he can be like yeah, whatever is, you need him to be. This is the problem is they don't really know what to do with him. Because he's so dynamic. Like, <laughs> or he's just Nobody not quite, <laughs> Or he's not quite realized enough to like be a character in his own right you know they're like Ooh. just uh, it's almost like the show just doesn't know quite where to put him can't quite surround a storyline with him except for when he shows up that's the only time i think that like the entire episodes revolves around him yeah i i think i think michael's kind of sole advantage here is that he was first like that is mm. there's no denying that he was original to the show obviously mm. that creates i think in people's minds a greater significance um i think uh i think just because he was first doesn't mean he's the better character uh in fact i would say like (laughs) maybe he was so bad that the show required big guns like ronnie no (laughs) like get this kid out of here what i was gonna say was that pinsky is all flash that's his issue you know he like he you can't relate to him yeah, you know what though? Like that second season really needs Ronnie, or I think it falls apart. Like, let's uh, let's just, just let's just be honest. Like the first season has, I think, the better episodes. Um, it's got the more iconic episodes. Um, I don't think it's Ronnie's fault here that things fall apart. In fact, I think it's like partially him who's saving it. Um, I don't know. I think if Michael was still there, oh my god. What? <laughs> the the episodes would be like no, the, like the the second season episodes are already pretty plain. If you put Michael in them, 
It's like watching like, that, a manila envelope. I would argue that the reason why they're a little more plain is because Michael's not there and they're just not sure how it's like Michael is the glue, like the Jerry of Seinfeld. You know, he's there <laughs> because everything revolves around him. It's not that he's like has all the good jokes, but right. he's essential to, you know, the show holding together. Hmm. Okay. I mean, he's definitely like a blank canvas, that's for sure. Oh my gosh. He's like a regular kid, you know? <laughs> they're all they're all regular kids. Sure. But <clears throat> Michael's the only one that's not like uh, just a gimmick. Not just a gimmick, but like primarily has a gimmick. Like everybody else has a certain thing, a very distinct thing about them, but Michael's like Michael's the every kid. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Budnick's the bully, Dina's the like uh you know, she's into fashion and she's kind of a jerk. Telly's into sports. Zizi's into environmentalism. But Michael, it's like, he's the new kid. He's us. He's not me. <laughs> well, he's us as the viewer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not with my Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, not my Michael. Uh, no, Pinsky's just so much fun. Like, it's hard because we're talking about the characters here. I think, listen, I, I'm going to be super honest. I think if we were talking about the seasons, I think you'd win. The first season is just undoubtedly yeah. better than the second season. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I do not think it's Pinsky's fault. Pinsky is a incredibly fun character, super memorable. I mean, there Michael doesn't have one thing that's more remem- memorable than the salami. Um, you well, know, just his existence. Nobody remembers Michael. It's like, Everybody you know, remembers Michael. No, it's Bud. <laughs> it's Bud Nick. It's Ugg. It's Donkey Lips. Maybe Sponge on a good day. Michael's like Michael's like seventh in the recall for <laughs> like, oh yeah, Michael was on Sleeker Shorts, but like Pinsky Salami is like above Michael. Not not but, Pinsky uh, himself, his salami. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Again, Pinsky though, he's just he's all flash. He's got the flash, I agree. You know, hilarious. A knee, the knee jerk reaction is like, oh, Pinsky, of course, he's the more he's the more fun character. But absolutely, I would just argue that Michael uh, is the actual better character. Pinsky just seems more exciting on the surface, but Michael's a little deeper than that. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) Um, yeah. I don't know how we would have done a whole episode on this. Like, sure. Yeah. I think that's about all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're maybe like their arrival or something at camp. Yeah, Both like, good your, arrivals. What, what do you think? What do you think Michael's best episode is? What's Michael's? Uh... Way to steal my question, Joey. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the quintessential Michael episode in my head is uh, when he arrives at camp. Michael comes to camp. Yeah, see, that's that's interesting because I think that's kind of like, I think for both of them, that's kind of their... Yeah, that's true. Because um, I think Goodbye, Michael, Hello, Pinsky is kind of like, it's just such a showcase for both of them. Yeah, yeah. 
Bup, do you have any questions like stuff you're <laughs> yeah. wondering about? Yeah, let me let me ask you just kind of on a separate, you know, thing that, you know, something that again that I look at and and I don't know if you guys do, but I just want to know, I mean, Joey, in your case with with Blake Sennett, you know, who who played Pinsky and then um yeah. Andrew yeah. in your case with uh with uh what uh, Eric Eric MacArthur, who plays yeah. uh who plays He's, Michael. I, I'm going to assume or or maybe not, do you believe that one of them is a better actor than the other? Oh, oh my lord. <laughs> I mean, I'll go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if that is the case, if that, uh, and, and as I say, I assume that would be the case since that's who you're representing and everything. But why? He's magnetic. Like, like I'm. I think it's just something about him. Like, even on Boy Meets World, he was like, there's something that really draws you to him. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he's in the scene, you're kind of waiting to see what he does. He's kind of squirrely. Uh, he's always kind of got this like eating grin on his face uh like he's just yeah i think i think he's great and i think michael does have this rawness but um a lot of times i find the actor himself a little grating like uh just mm. he's not my favorite to spend time with okay um, what do you I I think that uh, you're right about Pinsky's magnetism. However, I, I, I think once again, this is like a case where <laughs> that first appearance is overshadowing everything else, like blinding you to everything else. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when you okay. really look at it and pay attention to their acting, Pinsky is way hammier and less convincing. Like Michael, I believe as a real kid showing up at camp, Pinsky seems mm. a little too performative. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd say go back and watch Capture the Flag, <laughs> and tell me that you're not watching a tour de force. Okay. Good episode. Any any other questions, Bob? Uh, no, I, I don't want to keep it, hold things up too much. I, I was just trying to have at least one sure. question that I wanted to answer yeah. for each yeah. uh, category. So, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Just in, I just want to say this because I feel like this is a trivia fact uh, that I know, but maybe not everybody knows, um, that Blake Sennett, who played Ronnie Pinsky, was the guitarist for Rilo Kiley. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I would have to know what band that is first, and then I could tell you. Uh, <laughs> Rilo Kylie was a very kind of like popular indie rock band in the early 2000s. Great album called More Adventurous. Uh, he eventually went off and kind of did his own thing, but probably they're most notable for the fact that like the lead singer songwriter of Rilo Kylie is Jenny Lewis, who is now like kind of a very well-established uh, singer-songwriter herself, a little bit more folky. Um, oh, um, but, and, uh, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, she's she was in um, The Wizard. Uh, Jenny Lewis the, was? Yeah. Oh, cool. The Fred Savage movie. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. sure. Sure, sure. Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's what yeah. I remember. <laughs> All right, a little bit of trivia while you were thinking, Bup. What are we doing next? Uh, let's go with let's go with Mike versus Mo. Mm. <laughs> Mike <Boy>. versus Mo. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, all right, I'll, oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, actually, let me ask you this, Andrew. Yeah. What do you think the session? <laughs> what is the se- so Elise submitted this topic? 
what do you think the central question being asked here is when you thought Mike Rizmo? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the second? Uh, like, how did you view this? Like, just who's better? I guess I approached it like, uh, for me, I was like, who's more essential to the show was my okay. main driving question, I guess. Okay. All right. I mean, interesting category for sure. I'm representing Mo. Mo. Let's go to Mo with the leaderboard. Mo. <laughs> and you got it. And this is so simple. I mean, so simple. Mike is nothing without Mo. Um, you know, what does Mike actually do? He's uh, the, the things, the things he actually does. He's very bad at. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but you know, for most '90s kids, our first exposure to a woman with a British accent—it's Mo, mm, which, is pretty, which is pretty cool. Uh, for, for for most '90 kids, our first exposure to a girl with a quote-unquote boy's name—it's Mo. <laughs> Perhaps for the uncultured and uninitiated. <laughs> you know, for most of us yeah, '90s seriously. kids, our first exposure to a girl being a referee. Something that pro sports are just getting around to now is Mo. You know, a woman in a position of power? For for most 90s kids, our first exposure to a woman being truly in charge and unamused by the antics of a middle-aged white man who thinks he's funnier than he is? Mo. Uh, Mo keeps the time. She keeps track of the points. She pretty much has to tell Mike everything that's going on because he's like busy falling flat on his face telling jokes. Uh, she's she's everything here. Like, I, I just, you know, I think we need to watch our priorities here. Is he more famous than her? Yeah. Mike, Michael Malley's famous, sure. But it, it, did Mo make... Outrageously did, more famous. Did Mo make the engine run? Yeah. Like, Mo's guts. Um, man, I, I mean, I, I really like your argument. I'll say that. <laughs> Good argument. Everybody, Andrew's a feminist. Don't worry. Um, uh, I, though I do think at the end of the day, without Mike O'Malley, here we just go. Almost is no guts. It could exist. What? It could exist, but it would okay. not be one tenth as fun without him. I can't imagine another person that's like that's uh, commentating on this show better than he does it. He's a master of it. I mean, even when he's not making any sense, it's great. It's like somehow, and maybe maybe it's because uh, maybe it's me like as being impressed by his uh, orating skills, just because I'm so bad at that. But he's just like coming up with one-liners off the cuff, and but they're not um, good. They don't even need to be. That's the beauty of it. It's like he's saying it with such conviction that it's like, you know, he could be saying anything and you're into it. Hmm. Um, I, his high energy and adrenaline are absolutely essential to Guts. Um, I just like Guts in particular. Without that on this show, again, it's just like it, it would be nothing. Um, I uh, and I, I agree that Mo like does serve the purpose of restraining Mike so and she improves upon Mike but 
I just think you take away Mike O'Malley and Guts kind of like becomes really boring. Well, you just get Phil from Nick Arcade and you're done. Like, I don't know. I mean, I like him on Nick Arcade, but I don't know if he can carry Guts. I mean, it takes a special type of like super crazy person to be able to carry Guts like that. Be constantly yelling the entire show <laughs> and talking these has- kids up. You know, like half the time, he, the uh, only energy on the show is coming from him. I think that's what he thinks, but I think it's like actually, you know, a little grating, a little annoying. Uh, I think his interview skills are some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Um, like he gets he gets nothing out of these kids. Uh, um, his yeah. he's often like kind of tripping over his one liners, um, and. Uh, you know, I think obviously he can't keep time. Oh my gosh! Just imagine, like, just imagine the show without him, though, without that constant yelling. It's like it's just so much less interesting. And it's not that I would love interacting with this version of Michael Malley necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he, he seems like the but, worst dude. <laughs> but he, but he's a joy to uh, watch perform. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty slovenly. Can we talk about that? Uh, <laughs> dude, all part of dude, his ba- dude barely gets charm. dressed for work. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's really unbelievable that he was even in this position. I mean, has he, I'm not aware of him ever doing anything like this before or after. This is just like some anomaly. Like this guy can just talk for all day if he has to yeah i think maybe maybe i think to mo's credit maybe the thing people remember most about mike is him saying her name Mm. yeah like 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 maybe a little bit of a crutch here that like damn he got lucky hey welcome back to guts it's the mike and mo halftime show She's Mo, I'm Mike, and and this is our halftime show. And somebody's going to be going home with a glowing piece of our awesome rock, and it's been a great competition so far. Yes, so far Jason has been blazing quite a trail, but I think there's still time for Michael and Brandy to uh, show him a thing or two. Blazing a trail? Blazing a trail. Take a look at some highlights. Yes, indeed. Here we go. This is Michael making a nice jump over the barrels and then setting himself up for a good long extended jump here over the hurdle. Hippity hoppity stretchity. Brandy also, thank you for that, Mike. That was lovely. I mean, again, she bolsters him for sure. There's no doubt about that. Well, they're she, you know they're the yin to the yang. Sure. There's yeah. just there's just no and guts. That's, <laughs> it does make it tough because they both are great. Yes. Um, Bup, did you have questions? Um, I was trying to think of a good one for this one, but which was which was kind of tough. Um, <clears throat> I think a good one for this one, mostly because Joey, you've really really expressed your dislike uh, of uh, Mike. Um, I'll do the whole presidential campaign question and ask, what do you guys like about the opposition's representative? You go. Uh, you, you go. <laughs> it's be tough for Joey. But... <laughs> um, well, I love, I do really enjoy Mo's presence um, mm-hmm. on this show. Uh, part- and I think she does serve a vital role of like keeping Mike down to on planet earth. Like mm-hmm. without her, I think he would just like, you know, explode. Um, 
so I think she's very important and she, you know, she does a great job on the show. I do love yeah. her. Um, I guess I, my favorite thing about Mike is the nicknames. I don't know whether he came up with those or not though. Like, um, you know, when he'd be like Johnny, the jet, like, uh, <laughs> sure. that stuff. I like that. That like, that was super memorable. Like, Oh, what nickname is Mike going to give him? But if he didn't come up with that, um, I guess I liked him saying, do you have it? Oh, give me a break. How about, uh, he's slamming it into the hoop. He's taking it to the, you know, that whole, his whole shtick. Using every last ounce of energy he has. He really wants that piece of radical rock. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Well, I tried. I want a piece of the radical rock. No, I mean, it's good, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding me? I'd love that. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else from either, uh, any side here? I think we're good on that one. I'm okay. I'm good if you guys are good. Yeah. All right. I'm about to crank it up here. Those uh, those admittedly were the two I was the most worried about. <laughs> there's there's no looking back from here. <laughs> no looking back. <laughs> All right. Um, next, let's do Choky Chicken versus the Honker Burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, wow. You're pretty confident about this? Because I'm pretty confident about this. Uh, uh, I've never been more confident <laughs> in anything in my life. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, it's going to be all the more painful when you lose this one. Uh, well, w- w- which one are you representing? Uh, Choky Chicken. Yeah, Choky got... slash Chewy Chicken. Yeah, yeah what a disaster! I, and I have Honker Burger. Mm, no what way! Is this? <laughs> disaster! Give me a break. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> first of all, in Choky Chicken's favor, um, it's just a change of pace from burgers. Now, unlike Honker Burger, everything's burgers. You know? What? What else is burgers? Everything has a burger place in it. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is Pulp Fiction, but... Um, what? <laughs> we can't compare Doug to Pulp Fiction? No, I'm just saying that everything in pop culture, there's always a burger place, but there's very rarely a chicken place. Name me another famous uh, fictional chicken place. The place in Seinfeld. What, what's uh, you can't even remember the name outside of uh, it's the famous guy's name uh, outside of Kramer's apartment. <laughs> um, the, isn't that a real chicken place though? Who is it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, it's among the top um, top two at least fictional chicken places. Probably Kenny Rogers. Me, is it Kenny Rogers? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, to me, to me, this is the most, mem- the single most memorable uh, chicken fast food restaurant in a fictional work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's aesthetically pleasing. Oh the my God. look of the restaurant. Are you kidding me? It's, With the huge chicken, it's the the the, the outside the spinning, okay, but the inside decor is boring. Nah, nah, the spinning chicken, the big spinning chicken, Honker Burger's got nothing. What? <laughs> nothing like that. Um. <laughs> I think <laughs> um, 
I think uh, this this chicken place is reminiscent of real chicken restaurants, but it also has its own unique take on it. You know, I think the Honker Burger is more like um, it's like almost a direct uh, like fifties diner ripoff. Isn't yours um, just supposed to be KFC though? I mean, like, I mean, sort of, but you know, it's got its own thing going on. Okay. <laughs> um. I think what one thing that makes it really interesting is that it's a bizarre food to have in this world where there's like sentient chickens walking around. So it's mm-hmm. like people are eating these. It's a, it's almost like a cannibalistic uh, place in a way, which I think it's just interesting. Um, and the whole uh, what you think is, I guess, terrible. The name changing, I think, is in two words like kind of some to the to somebody who you know has followed nickelodeon just the name of the restaurant evokes all of the weird like innuendos and stuff going on in nickelodeon and um and the fact that it was changed it was like just bizarre um like the only time something that big was uh, altered like that so i think it's just kind of like a piece of nickelodeon history just in the name itself um so i overall i just think uh choky chicken is a more like realized interesting restaurant than honker burger hey how come all you turtles eat a chewy chicken huh? well it's the only place in town that serves a good lettuce tort with broccoli squeezies broccoli squeezing's my butt we're definitely going now. You can't fool me! I know this place is just a front! Chewy Chicken is people! Chewy Chicken is people! Chewy Chicken is people! Whew! That's a relief. At the, um, the, in the first episode of Doug, Mr. Dink says, Take Vine, turn on Lucky Duck Lane, and on the right you can't miss it. Doug says... Sounds like the perfect place. All the all the kids. Betty is wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> Such an important place, in fact, that in Bluffington's uh, welcome video, mm-hmm. it is one of the key spots that Mayor White, uh, that uh, one of the key places that Mayor White shows off. It's 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 essential to Bluffington. Um, I mean, the show really kicks off here. It's where Doug meets all his would be friends it's where i mean oh my god i mean the iconic moment of skeeter and doug meeting um i mean could happen you think about what's that could have happened anywhere but it didn't it happened at the honker burger (laughs) i mean i think if i think if you ask most 90s nick fans like uh, the honker burger is iconic like that name it means something and I love I love their menu. Like you talk about the uniqueness of it being a chicken place, that's fine. But like you go up to the counter, you say you want moo cows, cukes, stinkers, tubers, vines, right? Like they have Less an actual. The <laughs> they got a yes. They got an actual lingo going at the honker burger. Super interesting. Um, this is a, like I said, a central spot to Doug. Like it's not just like a one and done. You don't have to search for episodes. Um, it's all over the place. Uh, this mm. is, this is a la 
the Max and Say by the Bell or Avalon in 15. This is. Is it though? Yes, it is. Yes. I mean, there are so many moments where, like, either he needs to go meet Patty or Skeeter or has an incident mm. with Roger or where they're meeting the freaking beats. Um, there is so many <laughs> crucial moments. Um, and not, not, uh, I haven't even mentioned the fact that uh, one of the best episodes of Doug ever made, Doug is Hamburger Boy, uh, that is central to Honkerburger, that, uh, that this thing sure. exists, uh, that this hilarious mascot exists. Um, the place <laughs> looks amazing. Hamburger lights, pink and purple color design, super colorful, where Rocco's just this like drab red restaurant. Huge windows and a circular pattern. You got happy people working there. A great local institution. I mean, if if I if I told you right now in our city they were building a Honker Burger or a Chokey Chicken, and you looked me in the eye and said you were going to Chokey Chicken, I'd call you a liar. Nothing. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> I, I just. Wanna... I mean, I could. I could keep going. I mean, no, the home, no, no, no. The home burger wanna... is everything. It's like this. Get this is just here. such a no-brainer. I just. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> not even go fair ahead. language. Go. No, go. I'm sorry. Yes, um, yeah. I, let me retract. Let me retract. It's not a no-brainer. <laughs> Certainly, think about it. Um, but go ahead. What, what are what are some of the things you dislike? Well, first of all, I just want to rebut part of your argument, which is um, that the menu is so interesting so much more interesting first of all i really one thing that doug missed out on i think is repeating some of those names throughout the series like you never hear it again beyond that first episode i don't think that's true i'm pretty sure i I don't think you ever hear somebody use one of those some of that lingo um also (laughs) sounds like speculation continue also uh Chokey Chicken has a similarly similarly weird menu. It's just uh, they show it on the screen. You know, they don't say it out loud, but, mm-hmm. you know, so it's there. It's bizarre. All a bunch of all kinds of crazy chicken stuff. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a I just think ha- Honker Burger is a little bit more bland. You know, I don't that, really. That is I don't. Th- <laughs> I mean, I like right now, I can't imagine the shape of the restaurant. What, what it looked like from outside. Oh my god. Vaguely goodness. think of what it looks like inside. Um but there's nothing to like really set it apart like the chokey chicken um spinning thing. If you searched if you went on the internet right now and searched Honker Burger, the endorphins in your brain when you saw it <laughs> would go absolutely crazy. Um it's uh, like just imagine just think of the beats and doug and skeeter outside freaking rocking next to the picnic table that's, uh, the choke that is good i don't think that's the honker necessarily the honker i, bird, I think really. it's a i think it's a more memorable moment than anything that Ch- chokey chicken gives us uh heifer almost dies inside the restaurant. that is like there that is like the only episode the that does anything to... interesting at chokey chicken what also when he works there when he leaves home and works there yeah, that's pretty not, interesting. I mean, him living in the chicken is interesting. I'm not sure that's like. Also, you know. one of the great gags in the series is when they're looking through the postcards uh, from France, and there's the chokey chicken uh, <laughs> oh. inserted into all the 
Yeah, let's the, let's let's get into this. So the Chokey Chicken is a corrupt institution. They 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 pretend to interview chickens for work, and then they slaughter them, which is shameful. If we're talking, wait a minute, about, wait a know, minute. I think uh, I I want to correct you here. Okay. I think I don't think they're killed the chickens. They're like, what do you mean? It's like a it's like a uh, weight loss t- type of thing. Is how they're selling it. I think they're packaging them and sending them to the restaurants. Well, his, no, you know, like in, uh, in, I think it's into heck and back. He runs into his chicken friend and she like leaves later on, like slimmed down as if they like, it was if she sold like some meat to Chokey chicken. I think that's what, I think that's what you want to think. <laughs> no, I mean, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention Chokey chicken is a, it's a corporate franchise. It's like a, it's boring. Nothing unique about it. It's all over the world, as you see in the one episode where it's just like a soulless corporation stuffing themselves inside the, the Eiffel Tower. Absolutely That's junk. Funny about it. I I support local. Um, workers, <laughs> this is irrelevant. This is <laughs> the workers are always rude. At least in the two episodes that we see, they're always rude funny. at Chokey Chicken. Makes for funny not... TV. The workers at the Honker Burger are just totally indistinct. No, no, they're happy to be there. They're loving life. Uh, The food, way overpriced at Chokey Chicken. $40 for two people in the 90s? Messed up. Again, this is all part of the funny, you know, interestingness of it. I th- well, I they, I think the actual thing here is that like there's actual stuff to talk about with the Honker Burger. There's plot points. There's like pivotal moments in the series. Well, again, um, same with Chokey Chicken. There isn't. There's the heck and back, but like otherwise, it's really just like kind of this background thing that pops and up Mama's a couple times. Boy, when uh, Heifer's working there, but and Belch of Destiny, they're eating outside. Yeah, but none of this like it. It doesn't like. The Honker Burger feels central to Doug. Like, it is a place that feels, like, very much part of the town that, like, if they're going there, something important is going to happen. Or, like, it's part of the town's history with Hamburger Boy. Chokey Chicken feels like, like all things with Rocco, which I don't necessarily dislike, but it's it feels like a gag rather than an essential part of the universe. Uh, hmm. It seems like it's mostly played for laughs. I disagree I with the fact could, that I disagree I with the both. fact <laughs> that the name changing chewy chicken, you got the comics, chunky chicken, like, come on now. Like let's, we're trying, we're trying to it's, world build here. And what we're oh actually doing is having Nickelodeon executives change the name. Of Again, that's what's supposed to be with, with no, 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 it's not great. It's supposed yeah. to be a, a central part of your show and you're four seasons in, then they're still changing the name of it. Not because they're trying to be interesting, but because they screwed up. Yes, but this is uh, Nickelodeon history we're talking about. Yeah, Honker right there, just in like, a name. Honker, no, Hon- but the Chokey Chicken evokes the entire like Nickelodeon kind of controversial nature. Yeah, I just thing. can't believe you actually believe this. Like, I I what? love Doug. I love Doug, and I love Rocco's Modern Life. I love them both. I think they're both amazing mm-hmm. for different reasons. I, I couldn't imagine what planet anybody would look at me and say like. Chokey chicken's better than Honker Burger. Honker okay, Burger that's... is just, it's so essential to Doug. Uh, I would, I would argue that they're both like as equally essential to their shows. Like they hold the same, about the no, same no. place. The first episode within, within five minutes, Mr. Dink <laughs> is like, right. 
I Mr. Know, Dink I, is like, let you should go to the Honker Burger. Puts in a videotape. The mayor of the town is like, you should go to the Honker Burger. He goes to the Honker Burger. He meets the love of his life. He meets his best friend forever, Skeeter, who is widely regarded as one of the best best friends ever. And not only does it stop there, but they make memories for a lifetime. Honker Burger is like... It's a good episode. Things happen in it that are good. But I would argue that Honker Burger is not an essential part of that necessarily. I I know you don't believe what you're saying right now. And I forgive forgive you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, I I feel like I've said my piece. Sure, sure, sure. May I uh, intervene? Uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. May I stop this this bloodbath? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I uh, this this question is less for like argument's sake and less for debate's sake because I think you guys have done plenty of that with this uh, this topic. But if you were to eat at your uh, restaurant city representing, what would you I mean, granted, I know you don't have the menu in front of you and everything like that. But like, get, what, what would you want to order on, on the menu at your respective restaurants? Andrew, Boy. you you can go first on this one. Me? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I just first I mean, I, uh, I listen, they got it. I didn't even mention the fact that they have a salad bar. Um, Let's go to the salad bar. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, uh, oh man. Okay, so I'm going. I'm going. Two moo cows. Definitely add the uh, the cukes. Uh, and then I'm going large. Uh, you know, I want something off the vine. I want you know large, large, large off the vine. Okay, very good. Oh, and milkshakes. You know they got milkshakes. <laughs> Uh, what flavor milkshake? <laughs> um, well, I don't know what kind of variety of milkshake they have. I assume they got chocolate and vanilla. I am a chocolate guy. Probably just the as, standard. As, as probably stated just, in the probably Pinsky just the Michael. standard. <laughs> I know you're going vanilla. What do you get? What are you getting at? I'm getting <laughs> KFC over there. Um, I'm getting the. I'm gonna get the tub of chub and the greasy skin bits. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me. <laughs> <sighs> Alrighty. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh boy. Where are we going next? Um Well fellas, to stick with the topic of Doug and Ruckle's modern life, let's move on to Poor Chop versus Spunky. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was good. <laughs> yeah very nice um all right so i will be representing pork chop um and so you know just as the honker burger pork chop is a vital part of doug uh he is at the start of every episode with his best friend sure. uh we wouldn't even so know spun- so spunky no not always not always yeah well yeah in the opening credits opening. oh well but I'm talking about the paint bucket gag. Yes, but that's the same opening credits every time. It's just a different Well, no, word. no, no. I, I get two for my money. I get the opening credits, which has Spunky. And then I get the dark room where we hit the lights. And then Spunky always has a hilarious gag to reveal the name of the episode. Um, um, you mean the Porcha? Darn it. Sorry. Porcha. 
Well, it's too late now. Oh. That's, that's in favor of Andrew. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the way the way Spunky starts every uh, Doug episode, it's really interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, l- love that bit. I mean, like it's uh, it's just an essential bit to Doug. Porkchop has a real personality. Uh, he has he has dreams. He has ambitions. He's funny. He's sad. He yearns. He has alter egos. He saves people's lives. Uh, what, is he it, loves... what are his ambitions? What do you mean? He like he he goes on dates. Uh, he he like helps Doug when Doug's in trouble. Uh, he he like kind of pushes Doug in certain directions when he's in his room, like uh, like to make him feel better, or like kind of like you know he gives you that. You know, one thing I really love about Porkchop is like he'll give you that classic, uh, like eye roll, or you know, like he's kind of there. He, you know, he can get yeah, exactly. He <laughs> he creates this gateway for us to know that it's okay to be annoyed with Doug, since um, since Doug is so often kind of like you know annoying, and 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 I think he he gives us that. Um, Doug is, I think, an incomplete character without Porkchop, where I'm not sure, like, Rocco's totally out to drift without Spunky. Uh, they help complete each other. To me, Spunky is an afterthought. Porkchop is, like, <laughs> is absolutely uh, got to be part of every episode. Um, Spunky is, you know, to me, a gag for the simple-minded, where Porkchop is, like, your, <laughs> your, your, your intellectual... Uh, <laughs> thought-provoking dog um there's by my count six episodes where there's like really stories based around poor chop and those episodes are very good um there is a couple episodes based around spunky but um, a couple of those are bloaty and squirmy focused which i think are, are garbage um so i think uh you know I, I you know you say doug you think doug and skeeter but like poor chop is the dog he's got a personality he's got He's got he's got layers. He's got layers. What? He's right, Doug. You've just been thinking of yourself the whole time. It's really Pork Chop Show, and instead of letting him have fun with it, you've just been trying to beat Roger. But Pork Chop, this whole time I've been working my butt off, and for who? For myself. But you're right, Pork Chop. This was your show, and I took it away. I'm sorry, pal. If there's any way I can make it up to you. Uh, well, I think that Porkchop suffers from the Pinsky Syndrome, which is, he appears to be very important on the surface, but when you look a little closer, (laughs) you discover, in fact, he's not quite as essential as you always thought. Oh my god. Um, I, as opposed to, uh, um... Spunky, who I think like actually drives more of the stories than Porkchop does, um, in terms of like his. He drives a few. Uh, who, what? Who are you? Who are you? No, Spunky <laughs> drives a few of them. Um, I, w- there's actually multiple episodes where like even within an episode that's not about him, um, you know, he'll do something that will cause mayhem in the episode. Uh, so I think he's different in that way from most animated dogs in that he's not just kind of like a set piece. He actually like interacts with the characters and like affects what happens during the episodes. Um, where as uh, Porkchop, I, I, he is with Doug a lot, but I was struggling to think of 
times when, to, uh, very many times where the story's like hinges on Porkchop. Oh my god! And he's not just like supporting Doug in the background. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> I mean, what we have here is like opposites in my mind. Porkchop is, but but they're opposites in in like kind of a deceiving way, because I think that at first glance it seems like Spunky's the total like crazy cartoon dog. Um, and pork chop is like the more normal one, but when you really think about it, it seems to me that uh, Spunky is like more X, more like a real dog, uh, getting into trouble and causing problems, and pork chop is like a human almost. So, in like in that way, pork chop is actually the more cartoony character. Um, I think you need. I just. I think you do need that balance because like. Rocco is all animals. You know what I mean? Like it, every yeah. character is a wacky animal. Uh, whereas yeah. I think Porkchop is kind of that balance then um, to his humans. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, well, to be fair, in Rocco, you have Gordon, who's you know a foot. There's. That. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue. I, I I'd argue I like Gordon more than Spunky. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm joking. Um, that was that was me know. lying like you lied about the Honker Burger. <laughs> oh, sure. sure. <laughs> um, you know, and I, the Bloody and Squirmy episodes aren't my favorite, but I do like how they... I do like the whole setup. Like, that they're living on Spunky's back, and all this stuff is, like, happening in... Like, I like the stuff that's happening in with Spunky in the real mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> It's just like the other stuff that's not as interesting. Um, Ahoy there! <laughs> I, I, okay, so to me, like I, I and I believe this. Uh, I think Doug is a worse show without Poor Chop. I don't dislike mm. Spunky. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't dislike Spunky, but I actually don't think Rocco necessarily becomes a worse show without spunky i think you lose some laughs but i don't like you still have so many rock solid foundations for comedy in rocco that i think spunky's comedy is kind of onefold where like you're always laughing at him and his stupidity and while that serves rocco that you know that's kind of like a theme in rocco i think it makes the character a little bit underwhelming maybe a bit simplistic uh, and, um, you know, there, there's some things I, I, that like Spunky and, uh, Porkchop have in common. Like they, like actually episode wise of like other, either falling in love or, um, maybe that's just it. Uh, but, um, <laughs> well, they, there, there's one where like someone's life's in danger, but like played very differently. Um, yeah. but I think that, um, in, in the end, Porkchop adds dynamics to the show like uh he they're like when he's in a scene it actually like creates like i said layers uh whereas uh spunky to me is i love spunky i like laughing at spunky he is wacky but um i don't think the show yeah i don't think he's a necessity to the show Hmm. where there's already a ton of talking animals Okay, I I think that they essentially, to me, they essentially serve like the same function in both shows, but I think Spunky does it a little bit better. 
He's just more involved with what's happening. Pork chop, like it's again, it seems like he's always getting involved with everything, but most of the time he is just there. And they do make it. They do do a good job of uh, making him a part of what's going on and like appearing in the backgrounds and stuff. But most of the time, I would say he's just like following along with Doug, kind of like he's just something else happening on the screen, which again is good. It's just not. I I think it appears more essential to the show than it may actually be in terms of story, at least. Um, I I have a I do have a question for uh, that both of you guys can answer. Um, that just occurred to me when I was thinking about this mm-hmm. was, do you, did it ever did you ever think maybe pork chop like do you think pork chop appears to everyone like that or is the way that he appears and like reacts to things just in Doug's head? Bup, what I, do you think? I have to say that I believe it's everybody because, or if not everybody, weirdly enough, it would be just like Doug and Skeeter because it's, it's, well, no, no, that's not true either. Um, Excuse me. In the episode where uh, BB has her slumber party with the videotapes, you know, when Mm -hmm. Doug makes it, he gets up there and they make him limbo, you know, with the maracas and everything. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think it is, and everyone's just okay with this dog that can do, (laughs) that can do these things. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Skeeter, oh. there seems to be multiple moments where Skeeter is like very aware that, uh, that like, uh, that Porkchop actually comprehends what they're saying. Um, yeah, 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 you're yeah. right. I, I, I just uh, didn't think of any. Um, yeah, any, anyway, okay. Uh, I, 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 that's, I guess I've said my <laughs> spiel. I mean, I think this is a very of of the of all of them. I think this is a very close one because I think they actually like I think it's easy to think that like they're super different, but they actually like there's a lot of stuff in common. I think it's just almost it. I think the key thing and this isn't necessarily a good or bad for either. It's just like there's a different intelligence level where Spunky is like kind of this like dog with like a walnut for a brain. Well, he's and, more like a real dog in the way he acts. Yeah, I, 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 to a real dog. I hear you, which which like for I, like I said, for Rocco, I think that works where just as like with Doug, I think there is less fantastical stuff happening. Rocco is all fantastical. Doug, yeah. there's like his daydreams, but otherwise it's like Porkchop that's kind of like, whoa, this is kind of nuts. Uh, and so I think if you hmm. lose Porkchop, you've lost uh, a huge uh, element. Well, let me ask you guys this, because this category is interesting, because correct me if I'm wrong, so far, this seems to be the one the most where you while you are representing your side, you also like the other character being represented, at least in some capacity. Um, yeah. So that in yeah. mind, what is one thing that you don't particularly care for about the dog that you're representing? Mm. Um, you, you know, it doesn't have to be a long hate filled spiel or anything. I'm, I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah. 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 I guess for me, um, the main off-putting thing about Spunky is uh, just that he's drooling all the time. <laughs> so every time I see him, I'm thinking about dog drool. I'm like, ah, that's a little much. Um, yeah, you know, I have a dog, and um, my dog, when it like bathes itself, mm-hmm. often like makes its leg crooked in the air. Like yes. Spunkies is a lot of time. Yep. And it's um 
I love that. But uh, <laughs> Pork Chop, I you know, Pork Chop can be a bit of a diva. Like he, there, there are episodes where he's a, you know, a bit much. Um, you know, Doug is a genius where like pork chop becomes this great artist. Uh, and then Doug borrows his work. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, you're a dog and, uh, just, just take it down a notch. So I think he can be, I think he can be a little bit much. Um, one thing, you know, one thing I really just do want to mention that, uh, I like is his dog house. Does, does Spunky have a dog house? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I want to say no. Okay. I don't we, think so either. And I don't, I don't think it's ever been featured in an episode. Not that I can recall. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love that igloo. Poor Chops igloo. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's cool. Very cool. <clears throat> okay. All well, right. I think there's only one round left. There is. Yeah. And one. this is, this is, I mean, <laughs> I left this and, one for last on purpose. Yep. <laughs> I mean, get ready, folks. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, who are you representing? Uh, Gary, of course. <laughs> Gary, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'll be representing the queen herself, Betty Ann. <laughs> um, I can't remember which one of us started last. Uh, I did the last one. Oh, okay. Well, good, because I want to just say up front, I split these both seasons into episode, like top ranking episodes, middling ones, and then like one Ferguson. And interesting. I actually came up with uh, the same, not trying, the mm-hmm. same like number of episodes in each category for both uh, storytellers. So I have like five in each storyteller that I think are like top tier episodes, six that I think are middling and then the Ferguson. Um, So I think these are like, when I broke it down like that, I'm like, these are really close. Uh, So just to name what I think are Gary's top stories, I think are super specs, pinball wizard. I know you hate it, but the carved stone, I love it. Crimson clown and renegade virus. Like, I think for me, these are all essential episodes to the show that I love. Uh, that like, just very, just some of the ones that I would watch over and over again. Um, and I think Betty Ann's are similarly strong. I just think, um, I, I think what this really comes down to is that Gary has Cutter's Treasure Part 1 and 2 and... Uh, Silver Sight Part 3 and those are obviously part of uh, multi-part episodes so I know some people have a problem with those I could see that being a problem but if you like those I think that you could argue that Cutter's Treasure Part 1 and 2 are at least as good as Curious Camera and Whispering Walls Um, so I think this is just (laughs) this is just so tough and i think one of the things that like i finally come down to is uh the ferguson for mine is badge i would say and the ferguson (laughs) i picked for you is sorcerer's apprentice Mm -hmm. and i would give badge the edge just because it's a little bit more interesting and memorable uh whereas sorcerer's apprentice is like just more forgettable let me ask you this who would win in a fight badge or goth. 
Um, is it clear what Goth's powers are? Are they limitless? I don't know what either of their powers are. <laughs> I feel like it would just be like them like talking dramatically yeah, like, to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goth has the power of looking like a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> his his kryptonite is chlorine, so that's. Uh... <laughs> All right, folks. Well, are you ready for the resumes? <laughs> are you ready for the resume to end all resumes? Here we go. Betty Ann, my queen. I'll rate them as you go. <clears throat> Bookish babysitter. Uh, iconic. Iconic. Sure. Belinda forever. Total, uh, you know, top tier. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, I, uh, babe, you know, whatever you want to call it. Chameleons. Name one episode. Uh. Uh, middling. Name one episode Gary told to feature the actresses from Sister Sister. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he had name, 17. <laughs> I, I mean, name one uh, episode in your season mm-hmm. that, or from Betty Ann that featured both Vink and Sardo. Oh, I'll get to that. What a mess. Um, Curious camera, maybe uh, maybe a, maybe one of the more underrated episodes of the series. I think it's just so subtly good and reliable, um, but nobody dislikes this episode. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, middling. Like it's not quite top tier, but it is good. Yeah, but she, you know, she's she's rolling. She's got Dow Maker, <laughs> absolute uh-huh, classic good. banger. Yeah. Nightmares, <laughs> you know, nightmares are made of this episode, and it's endlessly rewatchable. Uh, I think you once. I think last episode you said you've never seen a story like this told before. Uh, it's a top tier one. I'll give you that. Oh yeah, I'm not done. Ghastly Grinner. Okay, okay. Top Do I need to say anything here? <laughs> Uncus. <laughs> oh yes, the Uncus. Laughing in the dark. Yep. Of course, class. I'll give you forever to think of a better "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode because there is not one. Uh, what that's about, the uh, Midnight Madness. Nope, that's yep. that's <laughs> I mean, laughing in the dark, but... shining, shining, <laughs> shining bright, a mystical mirror. The ep- <laughs> the episode, middling, the episode that empowers female characters and girls all over the world. Rock on, Betty Ann. Nightly neighbors. You Classic. let me know if you want to just give up right now. Uh, you've named all five of your classics, all the rest. No, no, are... no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. No, listen, they wrote a freaking <laughs> book out of Nightly Neighbors. Silent Servant. Some call it Old Pretty Reliable. Good. Old what? Reliable. It's haunting. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, not quite top tier, I don't think, but pretty good. Okay. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Everyone makes mistakes, Okay. It displays uh, that Betty Ann is human, <laughs> but just barely. It's her bump of her own. Thirteenth, thirteenth floor. Betty Ann's goofier B side here. An episode that's gaining cult status every year. Easily the series' best alien story. Full stop. Uh, okay. That's a pretty low bar. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to interject. Maybe, <laughs> I'm actually. What's the other one called? Um, you know, well, the, the kids uh, who want unexpected the visitor. One. 
Oh, lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunar Locus. And then, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or oh, they send the music into space or whatever. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an unexpected, unexpected visitor, right? visitor. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this is the best one. Okay. Uh, Whispering Walls. Memorable, memorable, memorable. I remember oh, it. It's total middling. Like, definition of middling. <laughs> Everyone in the Midnight Society loves Betty Ann. No beefs. She's no boring stories. She's the voice of truth and reason. She is the pulse of the Midnight Society. Her light shines brighter than the campfire. I told him Betty Ann tells really weird stories, and he's been looking forward to it ever since. Ooh, pressure's on. This better be good. I'll see what I can do. If I can ask, I'm sorry. Just because I was basing this based on the categories, I thought it was just their stories. Or are we also talking about the storytellers themselves? Oh, good call. Well, I can stop. I just because <laughs> I, I know this might sound crazy because the stories are the main point. I mean, of course, the yeah. Midnight Society segments aren't terribly long, but to me anyway, that makes a difference. It does. And so I am just curious and I'm sure it makes a difference for you guys as well. Yeah, I just bup. Let me let me lay, <laughs> let me lay this out. there. OK, OK. All right. <laughs> By not voting for Betty Ann. <laughs> You know, okay, she is royalty on this podcast, and a show of support for Gary, in my opinion, is just another victory for white male mediocrity. Oh, okay, my like God. this is this is this is what this is what's at stake here. You know, wow. like, Gary, <laughs> let's bring politics. <laughs> okay, okay. If we want to stick to the stories, there is just. There is no better stretch I think you're going to have than bookish babysitters, doll maker, ghastly grinner, laughing in the dark, nightly neighbors. I like to me that's just holy. Well, I gave it moly. to you. No, you didn't. Super specs, nope. pinball wizard, don't like that one. Stone, crimson clown, renegade virus. Okay, I mean you don't like two, pinball wizard? No, 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 no. You were going so fast. I, super specs. <laughs> I, I have. You don't like on, super specs? I've been well on record as saying I think super specs is like. Crazy overrated. Oh, love you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm out. <laughs> Lo- I mean, it's love, just incorrect. Love Pinball Wizard. Carve Stone is classic. Uh, well, I, it's like the Dollhouse. Are we doing our wait, Are we doing our attacks now? Well, I you know whatever. <laughs> well, I have I have thoughts on all these episodes. Okay, go ahead. Super <laughs> super specs yawn. I'm on the record. Uh, this is, no, yes, yeah, wrong. We I'm, already I'm, went over that. <laughs> this is this episode is just commercial fodder. That's all it is. Pinball Get wizard credit where credit is due. It slaps. Magician's assistant. Uh, oof. This this one's it's sloppy <laughs> storytelling. Re- really displays Gary's uh, weak points here. House plant for a magic wand. Shandu can't do. It's a middle Car- episode. <laughs> Carve stone. Seriously, it's classic. Come on, does Gary? Gary specializing in sleep treatments here. Oh, uh, Crimson clown. Okay, congrats, Gary. Mm-hmm. You've created the least redeeming character in the show's history. Dude, classic. <laughs> Cutter makes tre- the story great. <laughs> Cutter's treasure. You took two of the most iconic characters in the show's franchise and somehow figured out how to make it boring. It's still uh, pretty fun. No, no. Yeah. I, you had you, Vink, give it a, you, you had you give it too hard. You had Vink and Sardo, and you came up with Cutter's treasure. 
you're out of the Midnight Society. Still pretty there. good. <laughs> Even um, if <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Renegade <Both> Vi- <laughs> and and Frank are out. <laughs> Renegade virus, mad respect, love it. Classic. Uh, are yeah. you kidding me? I'm not. I, you're I about said, to just skip past it. What are you talking about? I said mad respect. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it deserves a little more respect than that. Okay, man. the tale of the Renegade virus. I really like it. I can't believe we haven't done an episode review on it. Yeah. You know, Gary's got three good stories. Big whoop. Unfinished uh, painting. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Uh, carve stone in your top five is nutso. Uh, of Gary. Well, I know, I know, but it's just yeah. not. It's not. You put it's those next. Episode. You put. If you, you put. You if you put carve stone next to Betty Ann's top five, that's just like, oof. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I'd say it's on par with uh, Dollmaker. Unfinished painting. <laughs> I was forced Pretty to defend. I was I was forced to defend this <laughs> on a versus this freaking turd for two hours. Okay, out of here. <laughs> Never again. That uh, pretty good, cool concept. That weird head, that miniature head that opens uh-huh. size. Very yeah. cool. Pretty bad story. Door unlocked. Uh, Boy Predator Another... spies on Crush. This episode <laughs> should be banned. <laughs> no, this is one of the most original episodes of the entire series. Cool object, creepy story, and then badge. You know, lame it was. <laughs> Don't lame it was. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Gary's part in telling uh, Silver Sight Part Three. <laughs> The best part best. of Silver Sight. Wait, Silver Sight? Yeah. You really want to bring Silver Sight into this? Part three. It's the best part of the series, of the trilogy. Oh, my Lord. Bookish Babysitter, Dial Maker, Ghastly Grinner, Laughing in the Dark, Nightly Neighbors, Wham, Bam. What's your. You, what's your. What's, <laughs> get out of here. What's, <laughs> What is your uh, Ferguson of Betty Ann's? Yeah. Um. Oh, absolutely. Silent Servant. Oh wait, no. no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So mine are Super Specs, Pinball Wizard, Carved Stone, Crimson Clown, Renegade Virus. Oh wait a second. Are you badge, asking? Were you asking what my least favorite of her five is? No. No. I was oh. just saying to give you and badge is my. Uh, uh, Ferguson, of course. Ooh. Hey, I didn't say it. I mean, Gary's got I, a bad reputation. really close. Gary's got a bad reputation on this podcast. Yeah, I know. You guys give him way too hard to him. <laughs> He's cursed us with the silver sight. Barry gets a uh, Gary gets a bad rap for no reason. You know, you know what the best. You know what the best thing Gary. Do you know what the best thing Gary ever did? Um, Th- this is telling. This is telling. I'm gonna say, uh, mm, hard because they're so good. The best thing he ever did was the tale of the dream girl, which he had to read on behalf of Kiwi. It wasn't even a story. Embarrassing stuff. Uh, that's just the kind of guy. Kiki, well, we're not getting into uh, you know, the characters too much, but that's just the kind of guy Gary is. He's <clears throat> willing to help out when. When he gets the call, he's grifting. I get, 
I do have to go on record saying that one of the, my favorite things that I ever heard on the show was when you had Chris on and he talked about Gary. And <laughs> that was that was poetry and it was hilarious. So I'm not saying I necessarily agree with what he said, but it was still, I, oh my God, I was on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he had it right. Gary's arrogant. This is irrelevant, irrelevant to the stories, but he's good. I'll tell you what's not irrelevant. His stories are about cursed objects, but the only thing, <laughs> but Gary's the only curse here. Okay. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Look, it's, it's the Pinsky syndrome at work. <laughs> you can't, got good you one-liners. Can't, you can't got good, keep good using Pinsky as all your arguments. <laughs> You've got good one-liners, but wait a second. Wait a second. Are you defaming Betty Ann? <laughs> are you calling I, Betty Ann? Like, listen, I like I'm Pinsky. rating Gary. I, I stand I'm rating for Gary Pinsky. as a storyteller higher than Betty Ann. That is cuckoo for Cocoa Post. <laughs> door on door unlocked, badge, unfinished painting, cutter's treasure. Gary's taking some chances, at least. Jeez. Carves walls. Give me a break. Magician's assistant. Curious like, camera. There's so many it. snoozers in here. Get out of here. <laughs> Mystical mirror, a poor man's unfinished painting. You're opposed to f- uh, female empowerment? Or... Oh, no, it wasn't quite as good of a story. <laughs> Mystical also, mirror... my character was a female. In My- Mystical, Mystical mirror is fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. That's all. I just, I don't think you, like, listen. Listen. Dollmaker, Ghastly Grinner, <laughs> laughing at... <laughs> One more time. Dollmaker, Ghastly Grinner, laughing in the I dark, nightly it, yes. neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That, like, that, could very... be, that could be four out of someone's top five. Yours cannot. Crimson Clown's yeah, not making anyone... it's very good. Super Specs, Pim- oh, What do you mean? Crimson, Crimson Clown and... Crimson Clown and... <laughs> Crimson Clown and Cur- Cursed Stone or Carved Stone is not making anyone's <laughs> list. Bru- uh, uh... What uh, Dollmaker's probably not making too many people's lists. That's no, you don't believe that. Top five lists? Oh yeah, probably not. Yeah. All right. Any questions, Bup? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> no, I honestly, you guys kind of covered it because that the, well, the one the question I did want to ask was um, which of your storytellers' tales did you like the least? Like what Ferguson's? Mm. Did you guys mm. okay. That, so. What was yours, Andrew? Um, Sorry. Badge, badge. Okay, and I'm and I'm sources apprentice. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I have any questions about uh, about that. You guys kind of covered <laughs> covered it all pretty well on okay. that one. So yeah. All right. Well, do you want to work through the rounds and kind of tell us where you ended up? But yeah, sure. Um, d- did you want me to just go in order or? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Well, <sighs> I'm a, I. Hmm. I don't want to say anything until until we get to the end because I don't want to do anything spoilery here. But sure, uh, sure, sure. We'll, we'll just say this: uh, this didn't end up like I anticipated. Uh, we'll wow. definitely say that. Um, but at any rate, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and uh, yeah, we'll start from the top. Um, so Michael versus Pinsky, especially after having watched it recently and getting a feel for the characters, which I'm very glad that I did because you guys were very you know uh, informative and, and really you know brought it with your with the, with the characters and everything, but it was nice to be able to actually see it firsthand and see how they operated and everything like that. And the purposes that they served. And 
this is probably going to be an upset uh, for some people. Um, but ultimately, I actually gave this one a tie. Whoa. Um, I could not decide between them. I actually think that both actors were quite good. Um, to my memory, I will say Pinsky was more memorable. I, before going back and watching it, I did remember him better than I remembered Michael. But Michael really serves his purpose well in terms of he's the character that introduces you to the world. He's the new the new kid. So everything that's explained about the camp and everything, all the other kids are explaining it to him. And you learn about all of their roles in the show through him. And so yeah. and he does a really good job with it. I do agree that Pinsky also he's, his relationship with Budnick is great with how he just kind of lets things roll off his back. And he like kind of he disarms him basically yeah. and you know, left and right. Whereas Michael does the traditional response where he either gets angry and, you know, and shoots right back or he, you know, just, you know, sulks and walks away or whatever. <laughs> so it's yeah. a more traditional response. And so I, I, they both serve such a purpose and I really do like both characters. I genuinely do. So yeah, I, I, I you guys, like I said, you represented them great. You made great points on both of them. So I gotta, I gotta give it a tie on, on that one. Wow. Cool. I, I, I respect it. <laughs> I hope I, that's not too much of a of a cop out or whatever. No, we've we've had uh, we've had ties on categories before, so I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's fine. If it helps, and this is, I guess, spoilery or whatever, it's the only one. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to Mike versus Mo. Um, <laughs> I just, I uh, wow, Joe, you were really. <laughs> Really, I, I felt it, part of. Uh, well, here I'll just go ahead and say I went with Mike O'Malley on this sure. one. Um, yeah. you know, can I can I say I think that's right? <laughs> okay, well, I, here's the thing, and, and truth be told, in this one I actually really strongly leaned on your guys's arguments versus like my own knowledge, my own feelings, and everything. Mm. Because Joey, I noticed you spent, and this isn't necessarily this doesn't make it a bad debate or make it make it wrong, but I couldn't help but notice you spent a lot more time attacking Mike than supporting Mo. And I, I couldn't no help doubt. that. No doubt. So, and I do she like just, oh, sorry, she, she just stands there. So, yeah, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they both provide a purpose. And yes, I agree. She does have that more down-to-earth quality that, you know, helps, you know, kind of... Uh, keep Mike a little, you know, from, from, what did you say? Exploding, I think. So, um, so yeah, I mean, but Mike is just, he's so memorable and so many of his lines are, I mean, yes, it's true. A lot of his jokes are really lame, but that's, that's part of the, what stood out. And that's part of what, you know, you, you hold on to what you remember from and what made that show great. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, I'll go with Mike on that one. Um, um, nice job, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Going on to uh, Chokey Chicken versus the Honker Burger. Um, this one was was also tough because, and, and this is what comes, you know, comes to the territory doing one of these grab bag episodes like this, because, you know, they both have their place in each show. But one thing that I think you would both agree on, the Honker Burger is much more prevalent overall in Doug than Chokey Chicken is in Rocco. I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, that's just all there is to it. What, what, you know, whether you like them or hate them, that's, that's just the way it is. And so you get a much better taste of the honker burger. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you do a chokey chicken, but um, but ultimately, uh, it, with in terms of the way that you guys argued it, and and um, how uh, you know you brought me back to so many memories in the in the each episodes. Like for example, I I've watched Doug more recently than I've watched Rocco, so it was nice to get a refresher about the you know how chokey chicken played its role. And uh, I had actually I can't believe I'm saying this. I'd forgotten about the episode where Heifer. <laughs> 
works there and lives inside the chickens. And uh, I, I did love that episode. It was great. Um, but uh, this this time, I got to give it up to the Honker Burger. Um, it, it, Joey, the way that you described it and the way that you represented it, it really it really brought me back there. And I remember watching that as a kid and just like wanting to go there. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And wanting to, you know, hang out there and everything. And just, it's, yeah, it's just nostalgia. And, and I, uh, and that really brought me back to that. So I got to I gotta give that one up to Joey for the, for the honky, honker burger, honky burger, honker burger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so. I feel that. Um, yeah. 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 You're right. It does have some sort of weird nostalgic feel to it. I have yeah. to admit it's uh, unique to that honker burger. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, you guys represented oh, your nice. sides really 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 well uh, on that one, especially that one was actually a, a, a tough one for me to to uh, to go with. But uh, anyway, moving on to the next one, uh, pork chop versus spunky. I'm going to say right out of the gate on this one, in terms of not allowing my own feelings and my own knowledge interfere, I actually had the hardest time with this category than any other one on the list. Um. <clears throat> You guys really, again, brought it on, on both of them. I uh, I thought it was, you know, you made a lot of great points. And uh, one of you helped me to like one of these characters more than I did before. Um, and they, they really do. They, they, they both serve, a, you know, a certain purpose. But when I when I got down to it and Andrew, this is I, I, I well here again, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting myself, but I'll say that I gave this to Andrew for spunky on this one. Nice. And putting aside, putting aside my own feelings, I really thought about it. And I thought about what Andrew said about the fact that with Porkchop, I mean, putting aside the episodes where he's the main character, because, you know, they, they are they do exist, obviously. In most episodes, you could remove Porkchop. And it wouldn't really make much of a difference. Now, I know some people could probably say that about Spunky in some respects, but at least Spunky, and this is where my own feelings come in, and I'm sorry for that. Spunky is funny. And Porkchop is not. And I'm sorry. That's how I've always felt. And so it, with Spunky, he always, he ser- I, I really do feel like he serves some kind of purpose. He interacts with something that's going on where uh, the focus will shift to him and it'll be like his own little thing. And, and yes, they do that with Porkchop too, but <sighs> Poor chop's annoying, and I, <laughs> just, I uh, yeah, like I said, I tried really hard, but like I said, I, I really, tr- really, and truly, what won me over was was Andrew's description about about how much more of a purpose Spunky serves, like with it, it, as as uh, interacting with Rocco versus uh, Pork Chop interacting with Doug and so on and so forth. So, and also, you know, with Pork Chop there's not a lot of consistency because it is interesting how some people do react to what he's doing and his, you know, weird non dog like thing that he does. Like some people react to it and some people don't. And it's hard to just kind of understand what, what is the deal with that? Like what, because the other thing that you brought up, Joey, is that Rocco's modern life is, you know, it's a cartoon and it's very much set in this fictional world where, where it's anthropomorphic animals and it's silly and, and everything. Whereas Doug is more based, you know, yes, it's got some, you know, crazy stuff going on, but it's much more based in reality. And so by putting pork chop in there and doing what he does, it, it doesn't really work with the flow of the show as much. At least that's, that's my, my thing. So I'm sorry that I went on and on about no, that. No, no. Um, <laughs> anyway. I, I, I mean, like, I think I essentially agree, which is like, I'd rather, I think Spunky's the funnier character. Like he's just, yeah. he's a lot easier to watch. I, but yeah. I, but I wasn't like, you know, I, I, I still think that pork chop, 
in, in my opinion, is a, a bit more essential to Doug. But I understand. But and, and that, uh, that's that's definitely a t- an objective, you know, to each their own type thing. So yes, but spunky yes. rocks, spunky rocks. Yes, yes. <laughs> um. So uh, okay, and uh, and I'm sorry, subjective, not object, sub- subjective. Okay, sorry, I'm dumb. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, Gary versus Betty Ann. Um, this one was actually I was very interested to hear what you guys had to say because I. I mean, first of all, first of all, I did remember, you know, some distinct episodes that each character, uh, you know, uh, told each storyteller told, um, but I didn't remember all of them. So it was nice to hear you guys, you know, really hit home on the on your favorites and everything. And, and to, you know, kind of recap on that. That was really helpful. Um, and I I had a, I had a hard time with this one. I really did, because I was thinking, you know, the way that one thing. Well, you know what? Let me let me ask this. Before I say anything further, because I should have asked this while you guys were debating it, but if you don't mind, I'm going to throw it in here. So I'm sorry. But who do you think tells, who do you think told scarier stories? Uh, Not better stories, scarier stories. That's a good question. Oh, I, I mean, some of, you know, some of these I'm kind of putting on an act like Mike Mm -hmm. and Mo. I I don't really care. You know, I mean, like (laughs) Mike's great. Mo's great. Uh, You know, Spunky, Porkchop, both great. No doubt here, Betty Ann's like she's just like laughing, laughing. Okay, okay, okay. So laughing in the dark, I think, is scarier than anything he has. I think Doll Maker borders on scarier than anything he has. Nightly Neighbors, um, and and Grinner is not scary. Grinner's unnerving. Like the character of the ghastly Grinner is really unnerving. Um. So I think I think hers hit a little harder. Um, um, I mean, I do want to point out Super Specs and Pinball Wizard have both very um, frightening uh, setups. I mean, Super Specs getting stuck in this alternate reality and Pinball Wizard getting stuck in the machine. Mm-hmm. This f- freakish guy. Um Though I do have to admit, I think that uh, Betty Ann's stories are scarier overall. I mean, there's a higher percentage of scary going on, I think. You're mainly thinking of 13th Floor. Sure, sure. Actually, when they show her face as an alien, that is pretty... That rock. It is kind of freakish, yeah. actually. But also, bookish babysitter. There's some scary oh, stuff yeah. at in there um yeah i i have to admit overall i think it's scarier um and that's that's the one that's the one thing i decided on going into it before the argument even happened was that in my opinion betty ann's stories were scarier and so i did want to hear again just how you guys you know what you liked about your character stories and everything because i i actually really do like a lot of gary's stories um i don't like some of them i'll be honest but but i do like uh, you mentioned super specs that one really stuck out with me. I remember the first time I saw the one when I was a kid. And at the end, when they're doing their little, like, you know, seance type of thing <laughs> yeah. at the end there, it really, really actually, like, genuinely scared me. And, uh, you know, with the big eyes at the end and everything, I was like, ah. So, um, you know, it, it uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I, uh, ultimately, this one, I mean, I, I had to go with the, it, it wasn't, 
<sighs> I, I had to go with Betty Ann on this one. Um, sure. And uh, mostly because of uh, because of feminism. No, uh, mostly because <laughs> I'm our, kidding. Just our queen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, mostly because I, I really do genuinely like her stories overall better and the way that you guys, like I said, Joey, I mean, you get very, um, we'll say passionate when you're uh, <laughs> You're talking about Betty Ann and her her stories and everything, and uh, and yeah, ultimately I had to go with uh, with your uh, your side of things on that one. So yeah. it's it's a tie. I, I that's what I was gonna say, and I know that that's probably <laughs> people are probably like boo because it's a tie. But I I I can't help it. I'm sorry. Like this is I I went with like I said my honest feelings on this. The way you guys the way you guys argued it and everything. I like I said some of these I don't I did not expect them to go the way that they did. But this is just kind of how it turned out. So I'm sorry if that's super. No, no, that, that, no it's okay, <laughs> it, Andrew. No, you know what I, I'm thinking. What should we take it to the people to see who they liked what who they oh, thought okay. won the Michael Pinsky argument? Yeah, sure, sure. Honestly. That's a good idea. You know, if I if I'm being honest, I think it's you the perfect. Won, I think you won the Michael Pinsky argument. Mm. Um, but I'm not gonna refute Bup here. He's the judge. Yeah. So I think let's take it to the people. Sure, sure. That's I, a good I'm idea. All for it. I'm all for it. Wash my hands of it because I'm sure I've already, I, I've already <laughs> made a people angry with my with my decisions here. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, also, also, I think this was a good, a perfect episode for this type of uh, ending yeah. where I felt like these were so close, really. Yeah, yeah, um, they really, really were. I had a very hard time deliberating as it. And it's especially hard because I have to, you know, make these decisions as we go. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just like, wait, I need, okay, hang on. It was, it yeah. really was, uh, it was tough. When you play a game like this, it really doesn't matter whether you win or lose. But um, there, there were some well, great categories, though. So Yeah. I, I, well, I think you did a great job. And yes. oh. good sport the whole oh. time. Oh, yeah. thank you. No, you, guys were, you, guys were, you guys were great. Like always, I love listening to you guys and these arguments. There are some times where I get a little worried and I want to, like, interview. But like, hey, it's okay. It's all right. You're friends. But, uh, but <laughs> it's, uh, oh, we're, not mad at, we're not mad at each no. other. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know what I am wondering, Andrew, if you had to pick one of the five categories that you most believed in and least believed in, as far as what oh, you were arguing, very what, question. what did you most or believe in and what did you least believe in? Well, I, uh, I think I most believed in Mike O'Malley. I mean, that was the <laughs> one that I had like, just, I was just felt like I barely put any work into that one just right. because I was like, right. ah, come on. Um, that, but, uh, my least I would say was, uh, Betty Ann versus Gary. And okay. I, I, you know, I wanted, I just wanted to represent Gary. I know he gets a lot of hate, but, um, you know, I'm looking over his stories. I'm like, these are strong. He can stand his own against Betty Ann, if not, uh, quite win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, I think I'm but just, I, I'm just flip-flopped on that. Oh, really? Like uh, Mike versus Mo. I just I didn't know what to do there. Like they well they need they need each other one yeah, yeah. one uh so mm-hmm. like w- I think one doesn't really work without the other but like but Mike is, you know, he's guts. I mean, he's he's guts. So I I, I you know, yeah. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to as you pointed out, I didn't know how to fight it. It's, uh it's, it's funny that you said that because one of my notes for Mike O'Malley was he is guts. <laughs> Yeah, there's just no way around it, and like, so I wasn't gonna sweat it too hard. I mean, I was gonna try, but, yeah. Yeah. um, but Betty, yeah, Betty Ann. I mean, like, 
obviously yeah. I've been like I've been stumping for her day one. <laughs> Love her. I mean, truly, I know we didn't get too much into the Midnight Society, but like I actually really like Betty Ann as a character. Um, very neutral, which I think kind of the Midnight Society needed. Um, yeah. I, she's your Michael. You know what I mean? Like she's your, she's the Midnight <laughs> Society's Michael. Um, except she has like interesting things to say. So, oh, <laughs> sorry, I had to, I had to get my shot in. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, no. speaking. Of, I'm sorry. Speaking of getting shots in, the important thing is every choice that was made here, everything that was defended, every single thing that was gone over is better than rocket power. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> that's, that's the most important takeaway here, I think, that we can all agree on. Oh, okay, sorry, that was, that was obligatory. I had to get that out of the way. Go no, ahead. There's, there's nothing on this list that's worse than rocket power, right? Chokey <laughs> um, chicken, yeah. spunky pork <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. I like rocket power, but you're right. I know you do, Andrew, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, that the, now that the debate's over... Andrew, Hockerberger yeah, sure. versus Chokey Chicken. Oh boy, man! You know I, I'm not sure I can pick one because I really do uh, like the. Ch- I really do think like Chokey Chicken does represent that uh, that part of Nickelodeon history, like in a way that nothing else quite does. In the way that you can just like you say that and it kind of represents that whole part of it. So I think it like holds an important place. Um, and I think it it's genuinely looks funnier. However, Honker Burger's great. I mean, everything about Doug, I kind of love. So it's like Honker Burger almost feels like some real place in my, the, you know, distant past. All right. All right. So I, I, I just don't think I can pick no, one definitively over okay. the other. See, I think those those categories that were that were toughest in terms of like I, the people that came up with them, I, I totally understand where they were coming from with with the comparisons, but they're still difficult because my, you already mentioned Mike versus Mo, and then Chokey Chicken versus the Honker Burger. Those are the two, in my opinion, that they're actually very difficult to compare because of the fact that one of them is a lot more prevalent than the other. Like I said, mm-hmm. throughout the show, and so yeah. that that's what makes it hard to to compare them. Yeah, so, yeah, like, like I, Betty, oh, I'm sorry. Betty and Gary Ann, like that, it, it's really like apples to apples. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's kind yeah. of like what, just what whatever your preference is and whosever yeah. stories you like better. But then, like for example, Mike versus Mo, and and again, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes because it makes sense. They're both you know in that show, and they're both you know kind of co-hosts in in a, in somewhat of a way. But like if Mike was compared to you know Mark Summers or something yeah, like that, right. like I feel like that would be more. Uh, more even comparison just in terms of how prevalent they are in the show. Yeah. yeah. And I I think someone did suggest that. Um, Um, Oh, maybe they did. You might, I mean, I think you're right. I, I, um, somebody also suggests Michael Malley versus Kirk Fogg, I think, but we had already kind of talked about that. If, if, if you're looking for that argument, go all the way back to episode (laughs) three, we did guts versus legends. And there was a, there was a Kirk (laughs) versus, uh, uh, Mike, my category. Yeah. I do not remember who won that category. Yeah, I can't remember yes. now either. I, I want to. I want to say Mike O'Malley won um, that category, but you could be right. Um, anyway, so you could go back check that out. But I really like this format. Like, it, I it was nice yeah, to kind of fun. float around and have a bit of variety. Yeah. Talk about different shows. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I liked it. So maybe maybe we'll try this again if people seem to dig it. Well, I, I certainly am honored that you guys picked me to be the, the guinea pig on this. I, I That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, really it. Uh, uh, yeah, you're great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, anytime. One of the first thoughts, I'm like, who knows Who knows a little bit about everything? I'm like, oh, <laughs> Bub. Bub's the guy. Yeah. Um, no. So, yeah, we Bub, thank you so much. You were patient. Uh, yeah. You put up, yeah. You, you put up with my antics. <laughs> Um, you guys were, were nothing but entertaining. So yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> um, we will, uh, we will post, if you don't follow us on Instagram, that's where it'll be posted. Um, you can find us on Instagram at orange couch podcast. No big. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll put that up sometime this week and kind of see what the people think. But I, I agree with you. I like, I like kind of the verdict here it felt kind of right. Kind of felt like a draw, but yeah. Um, you could also find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. I'll leave a review if you'd like. Um, Andrew, you already mentioned we're talking. Um, yeah, the man who would be of. Yeah. That'll be nice. Shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, try to gather my thoughts here. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll yeah. talk a little salute your shorts, which is always fun. Yeah. And, um, Bup, thank you so much. Oh, the pleasure is mine, as always. Yeah, it's great. Um, and uh, we'll see all you tiebreakers next time. <laughs> <laughs>